Welcome, everyone. My name is Peter Hackett. I am the Global Program Director for Cypher. In today's podcast, we are going to introduce a new service offering that we are incorporating into our Cypherbox MDR service. This offering is called Proactive Vulnerability Alerting. This episode is part of a series of podcasts which we publish and is intended to educate the public about various cybersecurity topics as well as highlight key capabilities of our company. And if you enjoy today's podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so that you will be automatically notified when we publish future content. With me today is my colleague, Scott Krosky, the Global Chief Information Security Officer for Cypher. And for today's episode, we are pleased to have with us Andre Pinero, who is the Director of Cyber Intelligence Services for Cypher. Andre joins us today from our Cypher Labs in Coimbra, Portugal. Andre, how are you t- doing today? I'm doing fine, Pete. I'm glad to join you guys again on this um, series of talks about cybersecurity. Yeah, we're pleased to have you with us today, Andre. Um, the podcast that we did earlier this year with you on cyber intelligence was one of our uh, top-rated podcasts. So, looking forward to this one as well. So, let's let's kick off today's podcast with an overview of the vulnerability management process and some of the inherent challenges that cyber defense teams face. We feel that this solution is so important to integrate with our service offerings. Cipher is incorporating this into all current and future Cypherbox MDR customers. So with that, Scott, can you lay the foundation for our discussion? Sure thing, Pete. Uh, The industry standard definition of vulnerability management is the cyclical practice of identifying, classifying, prioritizing, remediating, and mitigating software vulnerabilities. So vulnerability management is integral in computer security and network security. We all know that the traditional vulnerability management life cycle of the timeline starts when a vulnerability has been announced. So this can be done by a vendor making an announcement or an independent security vendor making an announcement or worst case scenario, uh, this, the vulnerability actively being exploited in the wild by threat actors without anybody's knowledge. So regardless of how the vulnerability is announced to the public, the clock starts for organizations to harden their environment against these threats. In the uh, traditional vulnerability management lifecycle, the vulnerability must be detected by scanning the organizational network via vulnerability scanner. So these scanners analyze a computer system and they search for known vulnerabilities such as open ports, insecure software configurations, uh, something that potentially could be susceptible to malware infections, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They may also be identified by consulting public sources such as the National Vulnerability Database uh, or subscribing to a commercial vulnerability alerting service. So, but unfortunately with those vulnerability alerting services, uh, they can be sometimes costly and overly complex to, to establish. Um, Once a vulnerability is identified, remediation activities must uh, then commence. And this uh, can vary. Uh, It it involves sometimes the installation of a software patch. Uh, Sometimes you can change a network security policy, maybe even reconfigure the software or uh, even educate users about social engineering. Uh, Regardless of the uh, correction method, once the corrections are applied uh, or a countermeasure is deployed, an organization can validate the correction is made by testing. So our goal with proactive vulnerability alerting is to shorten this life cycle. So if we can detect a software vulnerability, we can cross-correlate that against systems and assets we see in our customer environment. We don't need to wait for a vulnerability assessment scan signature to be developed, tested, deployed, and then a a vulnerability scan to commence. So our goal is to shorten the detection time uh, down by days or even weeks. And that's the problem that we're really, really looking to solve here. Thanks, Scott. So Andre, what is the platform that Cypher uses to deliver the service? We use our internally uh, developed uh, cyber intelligence orchestration tool, which is Portal One. Uh, we already discussed it, about it um, at uh, my uh, earlier podcast with you guys. So um, 
basically what we are trying to do is to tackle the demands of integrating um, specific types of intelligence within the SOC operation and of course to face the challenges of to disseminate this information to our clients. Can you go into a little bit more detail about the infrastructure that is used to collect vulnerability information on the internet? Yeah, so uh, we have a, a, distributed, a distributed capacity for crawling several uh, different types of sources where we get our information. Um, also, we, we have um, some, uh, some uh, information that comes from partners or other uh, services. Um, but the, the infrastructure in place needs to uh, perform this collection, then normalize the, the, the information that we get so that we can correlate it with the information that, uh, that we have on our clients, on the infrastructures that we are trying to protect, and then uh, finally go to the final step, which is to map uh, the risk and this intelligence, to map those vectors, and to understand what is the impact to, to our clients. Aside from traditional vendor sites that are constantly queried by Portaland, such as Cisco, Microsoft, Apple, and others, what other non-vendor sites does Portaland analyze that can provide relevant data on vulnerability disclosures? Yeah, so as I said, um, we crawl a lot of sources. Of course, uh, vendors, um, a good part of them have uh, good information about the issues uh, that appear on their systems or their um, security update lifecycle. But this isn't, the, this isn't the only source that we use. Uh, Scott already mentioned, for instance, national uh, vulnerability databases. Uh, we could use also uh, MITRE so to, to keep, to keep uh, track of vulnerabilities. But also uh, then there are, of course, uh, technical postings uh, alerting for some kind of insecure uh, configuration or some uh, default configuration, which is insecure, for instance. This is also something that we are uh, looking for. Uh, exploit markets, so people selling uh, exploitation codes for um, known vulnerabilities. This is something that we try to keep um, uh, under closed monitoring because it could mean that um, uh, exploitation or uh, easy exploitation is coming towards us. So it's important to, to be aware of this. Of course, news is uh, sometimes a, a also a good, um, a good indicator. And we have, for instance, uh, the publication of, of uh, proof of concept. So uh, we already know the vulnerability, but if the, someone posts um, a proof of concept or a code to, to test the vulnerability, for instance, on GitHub, this is something that, that's relevant to us. So we have a lot of, um, a lot of sources um, where we can get this information and uh, then we just need to, to, to map it correctly in order to put it within our, our platform so that we can then um, protect and help our clients to, to be safe. You know, Andre, I'm glad you brought up the GitHub instance there for, um, you know, exploit publications. Uh, that actually just happened uh, last week with the uh, that critical Microsoft uh, vulnerability that was exposed. And uh, there's, <laughs> you know, actually a uh, GitHub, uh, somebody uploaded to GitHub a um, an exploit in, uh, in, you know, Metasploit, which is a very commonly used offensive security tool. And that, that you know, drastically increased the uh, severity of the, the vulnerability. With all this, um, with all this information, like how do you, how does the system process all the unstructured data? Well, well uh, 
processing unstructured data is always a, a challenge, okay? Um, some of the sources that we use allow us for some consistency and some of those uh, also use API. So for the, those, uh, it's easier. But um, if we are talking from a generic point of view, we will need to use feature extraction methodology. So uh, natural language processing is something that we need to, to employ here. Uh, for instance, uh, what 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 would be the information that we need uh, to to make such analysis? So uh, we would like to extract, for instance, if there is a, a common vulnerability enumeration number associated with this uh, vulnerability or any other um, identifier, if it's uh, vendor specific, for instance, like uh, Microsoft has its own uh, um, had its own identifiers. Um, for instance, which products are affected in which versions. This is, of course, for, to us very important in order to correlate the, the information, but also things such as impact or the type of vulnerability that's, that uh, um, is behind the issue. And even for, uh, we were talking about um, the zero logon vulnerability, which was uh, posted on GitHub. And this is to understand if um, what's the status in terms of exploitation. If, the, if just the vulnerability is public, if there are private exploits, if there is a, a POC uh, on, the, on the open, uh, if there is a full exploit, such as, for instance, on MetaExploit, um, out there available to to almost anyone with a, with the minimum knowledge um, about a terminal or command line, or uh, in the worst case, if there are already reports of mass exploitation in the wild. So these are the things that we need to to understand when we are processing the information. Of course, not all sources uh, can give this to us, but um, that's why we need to, to adapt uh, our um, analysis methodologies in terms of, of the system to extract the most uh, that we can from the data that we are collecting. So if I'm a customer, Andre, what is expected of me to provide in order to enable the service? Well, it, it depends. So. Let's say, for instance, um, that we are um, that we are just going for for this kind of, of service. So, what the client would need to give us is a, um, a description of their technologies or vendors, which which ones is using, which ones uh, are the most critical to him. So. Um, for, from here, we would provide the intelligence regarding those platforms and the issues that are appearing or a critical change in terms of, uh, of uh, the vulnerability being exploited, for instance. Um, the other, which is kind of easier and more integrated, is, of course, if, if there is a full spectrum of, uh, of services regarding, especially from our um, SOC uh, operation. So... What what we could um, what we could do here is import directly to our orchestration tool to Portal One. We could integrate directly the information from um, asset lists, network discovery, even uh, vulnerability management tools uh, to include um, into into the tool so that it automatically performs this correlation. Um, even we could try to import um, database assets from IT department, for instance. And there is a, a major advantage if we are doing so, because at this point, what we would get is, of course, the description of the asset, which uh, technology it runs, etc. Et but also, uh, we would get 
the value of the asset. So if this is a high value asset or medium value asset. So this could help us and it's, uh, it's uh, very useful to us in order to uh, support the client to prioritize their patching um, efforts. So if you are seeing a more critical vulnerability into a medium uh, impact server or, or value server, and we are seeing the same type of vulnerability, but in a high value server, so we could be able to easily direct the client to first patch that one, because if compromised, that would yield, um, that would uh, make the, 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 the incident even, and the impact would be, would be greater. And of course, uh, could mean, uh, for instance, uh, financial loss. So uh, these are the two, the two ways that we can provide the service. Of course, uh, integrated, it's, it's the best um, of the two approaches, although we can perform both ways. You know, that's the beauty about uh, integrating this with uh, Cypherbox MDRs because, uh, you know, we deploy a SIM solution and we do vulnerability scans for the customer. So we already have the asset list ahead of time. So it's just a quick review with the customer to say, okay, you know, what are your critical assets? And then, uh, okay, great. Let's, uh, let's sign these up for the uh, proactive vulnerability alerting. And Andre, what is the average time from when a vulnerability is disclosed until when a Cypher customer will receive their tailored report? Okay, so um, in terms of reports, we have an average of around two two hours. Okay, from from getting the our internal alert, from getting the the association, and then to uh, perform the analysis, the correct analysis, to perform the assessment, and uh, to provide, if possible, sometimes mitigation uh, procedures. If there is, for instance, not yet available. Um, uh, a correction or a patch. So this could take around uh, two hours. Of course, uh, this is a, a, an iterative process. It doesn't mean that you'll get the, the, the tailored report and the, the first warning and you will not get anything else. This means that um, then if we get further information, we will update the document, we will provide this. And of course, um, it's important to, we've been talking a bit about how we do this in terms of automated, in terms of technology. But uh, when we talk about intelligence, uh, there is of course always the, the last step that needs to have human involvement. And uh, that's also why it's, it's good to, to, to have this service coming from a, a SOC because then you are not just getting an alert, an automated alert, an automated association and correlation, but also you are getting the expertise from a cybersecurity specialized team. Andre, what do you think? Any, any, anything else you want to highlight here? Yeah, but probably I would say that um, that uh, for instance, you were talking about zero logon and the importance of of keeping uh, monitoring um, the a vulnerability. So this is zero logon was on the, the August was published on, in August. Then in September, we've seen we've seen like okay. Of course, this was a, a 10 uh, score uh, CVSS, so uh, you already should have patched. But um, here, the, the urgency just got bigger when we got that news that, okay, now uh, it's just one command, one click, and you are the main admin. So 
this is very important um, to, to watch out. And I, I believe one of the added values that we have is that capability to proactively warn the client when things start to getting um, more, more risky to them. And the, that's, this is the, one of the, the most important parts. I believe that intelligence here is playing a big part in the, in the process of risk management. Um, and in this case, specifically, we're matching with patch management processes. Another point that we could, uh, we could discuss um, is that um, we were talking about the time to produce a report. And why is this important? Um, the, three months ago in July, there was also another uh, pretty serious vulnerability in the Windows DNS server, which was SIGRED. Um, and there were these uh, security, cybersecurity researchers who made a practical joke. Um, to trigger uh, intelligence systems. So they've made a fake POC uh, with Canary token so that they could monitor the progress and they published it on GitHub. In less than five minutes, the, rep the repository for this uh, supposed uh, POC was being um, posted on Twitter. Uh, in less than one hour, uh, some cybersecurity products started to announce the, the, the this vulnerability has having a working POC. So this is what happens when the, you just are going automated and when you are not- There's no humor, using, human interaction there. Yeah, yeah to understand what's using happening. expertise because sometimes machines uh, can, uh, of course they are getting better and there are a lot of, a lot of um, methodologies for, for inter, uh, intel, uh, artificial intelligence, but there is also this, which I think is great, and and uh, to employ with our uh, MDR services, I think that's the expertise coming from the SOC, and uh, it's really important. You are just not buying a technological service, but you are also having the support and expertise from from our um, teams. Great. Scott and Andre, thank you so much for your time. This has been really informative. And I look forward to our next podcast. And we hope our listeners walked away today with some valuable information. And for any of our listeners who are interested in our services to include Cypherbox MDR, please reach out to us via our marketing department, which can be reached at marketing at cypher.com. And also, if you like today's podcast, please subscribe so that you can automatically be notified when we publish our next episode.